Hi, I'm JK, the host of Sorts from the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, and I'm here to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, with everything you need in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours, and you're listening to the Neighbourhood Rewatch. Tell them about the Patreon and the, the podcast back. and tell well, them like what we're, what we're all here for on this lovely Tuesday evening. So on this lovely Tuesday evening, what we do, we like to get together and we talk about old Neighbours episodes. Uh, under Is that the what we're doing? Yeah, that's what we do, yeah. Uh, that's the premise of the podcast, Tim. Doesn't really no. know. Uh, but it all happens under the umbrella of what is known as the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Uh, I am the host of, of sorts, JK. Uh, we have Tim. Right. And we have Adam there as well. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, as I said, you can subscribe to our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com forward, forward slash neighborhood rewatch. Uh, where for just one pound a month, and for what's a pound? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You can get the unedited, ad free version of this podcast before anybody else. I do these the night before now, and then I just leave the podcast the next day or what happened. When I've got time in my busy schedule, uh, I am building a podcast empire, so that does take up a lot of my time. Uh, but this week, me and Adam have been re-watching episodes 3,472 and 73. Adam Just has... us two. Yeah? Just us. No yeah. one else has watched them, just me and uh, you. No, that's the premise of the show. The premise of the show is that Tim rides our coattails. Tim looks, he's either frozen or concentrating there. He's having technical so. difficulties in his weird What's that, the stairs, internet room. Yes. Oh, he's, he's moving again. He's moving. You talk about what what um the point of this what is tell them about the Twitter and the Instagram and, and the yeah. And well, you can, yeah, you can follow us on social media at Watch Neighbor on Twitter and on Instagram. I don't really bother with Instagram though, to be honest. Sounds good where it's going now. Where is exactly where it's at? Uh, oh, Tim's left now. Tim's just fucked off this week. He so he's decided, he's finally real. How long, how many episodes is that? He's realized he don't watch the fucking episodes, he makes no fucking jokes. So he's literally just fucked off the Zoom call this time. Yeah, that's jumping before you get pushed, really, isn't it? It is really, isn't it? I mean, yeah, fair play to him because it's, it's, do we have to pay him now? We don't have to pay him now, he's quit. No, that makes room of the money. We can split between ourselves. Yeah, that's gone. He's we can just get two medium-sized cars between us. What are with that? That'd be really good. You don't want a Range Rover anyway. No, that'd, that'd be like having um, a quadruple in a bar. No fucking <laughs> need. <laughs> so, Adam, you have watched these episodes fairly recently, so it's all fresh in your mind. Yeah. Uh, the first one I wanted to talk about uh, was the Susan storyline, because I feel like I, I, I text you and said, oh, it's going to be quite pertinent to you at the moment. Uh, yeah. So Susan is the principal of the high school, but just like Tim has fucked it off, she wants to fuck it off too. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I wasn't sure when you sent me that message um, 
earlier in the week. I was like, oh, I wonder what this could be. And then as soon as I was watching it, that happens in the first episode of the two that I watched, I was like, I meant this. Because, yeah. Um, do we know, I don't know if you, you still do any research and things like that, why is she so um, keen on calling it a day at the moment? Do we know? I don't know. Something terrible must have happened. She Something fucking loved that job. She did. And really shit things have happened to her while she's been principal. She's had some horrendous things to deal with, but some that's really tipped over the edge. I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I, haven't, I don't do research, research anymore. I just like to take the episodes as they come. Um, do, dare we speculate then? Do you think um, it's something with the board? Dare we, do we think maybe um, an incident with a child at the school? Nothing dod, like nothing too dodgy, but something maybe? Yeah, I reckon, I reckon something really bad has got to have gone down for her to, to want to completely quit this. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's part with a, a marriage with Carl as well. Like, you know, they've been through, through some rough times. It seems to be back on a normal path. But they've been pretty rough for a while now. And yep. so, yeah, maybe they seem to. Uh, maybe she thinks that's the problem. That it's a job and that's what she wants to. She wants to quit a job. And well, it sounded like she was trying to quit being the principal. But then when she goes for a meeting and that doesn't go well at all with the board or the council or whatever. And then she says, I'll just sack the whole thing off then. Um, so I think it's more of a principally kind of thing rather than the school thing because she kind of adds that at the end. She's like, "Fuck this, I ate it." So, yeah, maybe it's the pressures coming from up top because that's always the problem with jobs, isn't it? It's not, it's not necessarily the people underneath you or the people that you're dealing with, the general public or whatever. It's, it's the knobheads up top. It is. I mean, like you said, like. I won't go into it too much, but I fucking hate my job at the moment as well. <laughs> so, and it's very similar to Susan's um, in a lot of ways. Um, so I kind of do get where she's coming from. She says it's like, I think she says something like, it's not the job it was and it's not fun. She's not enjoying it anymore and all that kind of stuff. And I said, because um, I feel like, People come to me for advice a lot of the time. A lot of people fucking hate their job at the moment and they they come to me and I'll say, if you don't like going to the place you're going five days a week, stop going. True. It, it's, it, it's, I feel that's quite a simple way of putting it. But then when it comes around to yourself, um, I feel at the moment in my head, I'm a bit hypocritical because I've been saying that. And then I say, I fucking hate it here. First one there. Fucking turning up. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's how they get you, don't you? Because you've got, you know, you've got bills to pay. It's like, well, what the fuck do I do instead? Like, if you want to change career, it's fucking hassle. It's a ball ache. It's money that you don't necessarily have. It's even more work and hard and learning and... You have to start again, bottom, maybe start again at the bottom of the ladder. Um, Susan's is slightly different because she is like principal. Obviously, she might have governors and things like that, but she's quite high up. Um, you've been high up before and basically <laughs> said, fuck this shit. So what made you do that? What was it about? Like, obviously, it's different pressures, different things. And, it, and your job was a different job, obviously. But what made you think, fuck you guys, I'm going home? Again, it was the higher ups. It was the it's 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 the people above you, generally. You they're just 
they're always too far removed from what your job is and they don't get your job. And you, you, you wonder like, how the fuck did they get that job? Because they've got no understanding of my job. And yeah, it's just the bullshit that they come out with and that they then rain down on you as well. Uh, I mean, let's not forget as well, they were completely fiddling their finances. Who's this? I'm not naming the company, but... Uh... No, is this, is this Erinsborough High on Neighbours or is this your own personal experience I, here? I mean, the school board might be fiddling the finances. Maybe that was it. We don't know. I don't know. I mean, that deal with Lou for the computers was pretty fucking dodgy, wasn't it? True. True. I'm sure there's been other slight, other dodgy deals as well. I'm sure Carl's surgery is plastered everywhere. Also, remember remember that time when like people were posting fake nudes around me, Balneares for High as well? I mean... Yeah. yeah, maybe she's so, at the fan for that one. Maybe, maybe it's all come back. Maybe it's just the culmination. She's like, listen, someone sat down and gone, listen, all this fucking shit's gone under your watch. Yeah, and she's gone, it's just accumul- It's just an accumulation of all shit going down. They've put, the, they put the screws on her and the pressure on her. What we should say is um, Tim has rejoined. He is here. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah. he doesn't watch the episodes or he doesn't make any jokes, so he's just kind of quietly sitting... Sitting there at the moment, <laughs> Tim. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, your job, you're like you, you're you do fuck all. Let's be honest. Um, what? <laughs> how's that in your in your place of work? How does that work? If you do fuck all, is it pretty chilled? Are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> Just destroyed a man's career. <laughs> <laughs> No, and the reason why I'm okay saying that is because Tim, what Tim said earlier in the week was about he he's actually di- he can do some of his dream stuff. He's actually doing that, and I'm quite jealous. That's why I've had a little bit of a dig at Tim because I wish at the moment that I had that little bit of I was able to do the bit that I actually want to do. At the moment, this is the thing that I enjoy during the week. How bad's that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> But Tim actually gets to do something that he actually likes to do in and around the, I'm doing the finger quotes, the bullshit job kind of thing. So what? How, how's your, are you pretty chilled out, Tim? Or, or are the people at your work quite chilled out? Or is it is the pressures? What, what are we talking? No, the, the whole job's pretty chilled out. Um, and honestly, it's the most ridiculous. The thing that allows me to have a little bit of creative time during the day is the fact that the break structure is completely ridiculous. So you get throughout the day, you get half an hour paid break and an hour unpaid. So you, you can break that into two 15s, either sort of middle of the morning, middle of the afternoon and have an hour in the middle. So I have the morning break as late as I can in the morning. And then during the hour, I just write and then if I want to eat again in the afternoon, because it's awkward timing for lunch, then I will. Um, but as far as the job goes, the only pressure comes from this is kind of going nowhere. So if I don't make something of the creative stuff in the meantime, then I'm like, am I going to do this forever? So would you say... That's you, a bit stressful. The pressure is... Yeah, I get that. That would be. Is the pressure from yourself then, rather than higher-ups, like like we were saying there, then do you think like you put it on a little bit yourself? Cause you're like, right, I've got to sort this out because this is a bit, whatever, it's not going. Anywhere. Yeah, I think so. Like there's a bit of higher up stuff going on. Um, on the most part, it's just the kind of the same stuff you talked about, like the higher ups just come in and 
think they know best because they're in the position they are. And you kind of just have to nod along because <laughs> I hope she's not listening. Um, I'd honestly genuinely really like my upper management at the moment. Um, but I was, I was just, I got into a bit of like a kind of a casual friendly debate over something the other day and she was just like, let it go. What is this casual like, friendly debate? Because I imagine it shut me down. Casual, it, nothing interesting. It no, interesting. Nothing interesting. There was just, just some reorganizing, like putting this section of books that's in some other place. I'm like, uh, do we have to do that? Because it works quite well where it is now. And she was like, just let it go. Like, fuck, fuck that's, not, that's not a respectful conversation. You're just shutting me down now. Like, fuck. But honestly, I, that's the worst of it. On the most part, they just constantly wanted to move me up and give me more responsibility and shit. I'm like, eh, I enjoy doing fuck all. Let me carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it always seems to be the higher ups, doesn't it? It's always that, that seems to be the, the theme here. So, also, though, you were a, a fairly high up. You weren't top, but you were fairly high up. We discussed this on the podcast. You became a right cunt when you were doing that. <laughs> I'm choking on my own excitement. <laughs> I did. You were a right cunt. You were trying to fire people left, right and centre for the smallest things after you'd had the job for a week. Explain. I don't know. I think it just, just goes to your head a little bit. And you... And it's definitely overcompensating. It's definitely going, okay, well, I'm in this position now. And you've just got to feel, you like, you feel like you have to set a marker. You just, you feel like you have to do something. And I think that's half the problem sometimes, especially with higher ups, that they feel they have to do something to justify what they're doing and justify their pay. Um, was this the recent job or was this, I forget I what the company was. Either way, I wouldn't name it, but... The the one like the one that you got high, weren't you regional manager at one point of something? I was a re I was a regional manager. Yes. Oh, just the fucking idea of it. For anybody who doesn't understand, generally speaking, in this country, a regional manager has got to travel around a bit. It's not just based in one place. Fucking nightmare to me. But I I, I remember you being just a little bit. Like we'd be just having a conversation with you, and you'd disappear on your phone because you have to text twenty people. Yeah. Um. Out of I don't know. If, was that the one you're talking hours. about? Yeah, I mean both. Yeah. To be honest, I had to do things in that as well. Like it's like, oh, kind of got to do this, otherwise I feel. No one made you be a cunt, though. No, you did that all on your own. That's how you, but <laughs> that's how you survive. That's how they get you. That's how you survive and get to that position. Nice guys don't last in that kind of position. Would you do it again then if someone came at you with? Boom is like Tim was saying, oh, people want to give me a bit more responsibility, a bit more of this, that, the other. But he's he's like, nah, fuck you, I'm not doing it. I think you'd do it again. No, I don't think I would. I honestly don't. Yeah. Well, I'd really like to think I wouldn't anyway. I'd really like to think that I'm in the, the Tim, job what do you think? Is, is worth more than the money. And it depends what the job is and how they frame it, how they describe it. Because I don't, it, is there, what, what is above you at the moment? Because I don't really know how big, how big the company is as far as how many restaurants have got. The guy, you, the guy who sucks the shit out of the toilets with a Hoover is one above him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> uh, there's not really much, in the position I'm at now, there's nowhere to go really, because there's no, the 
unless I wanted to move into other areas. Uh, but as far as where I'm in the restaurant right now, that's I've hit the height of it. There's nowhere else to go. You're not the manager, though, are you? No, there's two of us, but like we're both on the same pay in the same position. Uh, like he's when they rename doing the job. When they rename the place Jonathan Keating. Yeah. Wow, you can't put. You're gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> you know his name. People can know my name. They now know what it's short for. You just killed your gimmick, though. <laughs> no, it's like it's like when no, it's 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 fine. It's like Clark Kent said, "JK is the Superman." And they don't say Charles Montgomery Punk, do they? <laughs> uh, so, Tim, carry on that thought. Anyway, I don't know what was I saying. The thought was he was saying how you like the where would the you go? Are you going to get offered anything up where you are, or would it be an outside company coming in and saying, "Oh, if you're really good at this. We've got this one that's a little bit higher up, a little bit more pay, little um, extra. I don't know. Maybe they'll give you a top hat to go with your fucking waistcoat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> would no, you I'd take want, it? I'd want a fedora. I think I'd want a fedora. It'd be the the clincher there. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't. I'd like to think not, but like I'm happy with the the pay and the level of responsibility I have at the moment, and it'd take a lot more money for me to just even take a bit more responsibility. I think the trouble is like it, people saying the grass is always greener is always a negative thing of what's on the other side. Like, but it's still true. The grass is legitimately always greener on the other side. You all you know all the negatives, but everything out outside is all potential. So someone might come to you and say, "We'll give you a shitload more money," and it's going to come to your head, and you'll be like, "More money is good." And what if that job's great? But what if you've made a massive mistake? Well, you're well, going you've done it before. You end up back again, like you always do. <laughs> That's important. Don't burn your bridges, people. Do not burn your bridges. That's one of my problems, you know. I'm like, as soon as I've walked over it, I'm like throwing that, like an action movie hero in my head. I'm like, it's blown, like I've thrown it over my shoulder. I've not looked back. The fucker's blown up. Everyone's fucking dead. And I'm just walking <laughs> off into the sunset with wind blowing through, not me out at the moment. That's what I think in my head. And that's why I could never go back. Never go back. I'm talking about jobs here, not like women and stuff, because that, that I'd, I'm a, glo- a sucker for that, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, job wise, never go back. Never go back. Mm, yeah. Preston, I, I like your, me and, me and Tim have had conversations before about new jobs. And I like Tim saying, Oh, where was I? Cunts. <laughs> this, might <have> been a <laughs> private, this might have been a private conversation, Adam. I'm Hope sorry. You are. Uh, but I like Tim's theory about new jobs. Tim, would you like to put this theory out to people now? I don't know which one you're talking about. What have I, uh, what have I said that I'm forgetting? You told me, you said to me once, new jobs suck, and I don't understand why people are excited about them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, hate, it, I hate it. It always makes me nervous. Yeah. I hate the idea of a new job. That's re- that's revolution, man, because every new job I've ever had, I'm like, yeah, I'm dead excited about this. But now, now you since since you said that to him, I'm like, maybe it was all the facade. Maybe I was. You know what? I'm myself. I was excited. Yeah, I'm glad you've taken that that theory to heart so much because it was clearly based solely for you. 
because you get so so excited about a new job that, that it's the greatest job of all time it's like the job it's like nothing beats your new job <laughs> i could like get given what could my new job be i could be playing up front for united but you would be more excited about your job than i would be about playing up front for united <laughs> It's that's you get very excited, and that's love. That's so nice. I'm talking to you like you're a five year old now. It's so heartwarming that you get so excited about a new job. I think everyone else goes a bit nervous about this. Um, try my best, see how it goes. You're like, fucking yes, new job. (laughs) Fuck you all. This is my new job, everyone. Well, I think that's helped me realize that maybe I was putting all that on. Like they're not, you know. I was kind of quelling the, the the normal kind of nervousness and uncertainty and everything else about a new job. And I was going, "Yeah, this is great. I'm going to ace it. I'm going to be amazing. I'm going to change the world, and I'm going to enjoy every second of it." And this, and what? Yeah, that's that's now not, not seemed completely it, unnatural. I, I think I think to be fair though, I I have what is probably a somewhat unrealistic idea of all jobs i just think they're different that every job is the same it's just a different stress level and a different story that's being told about it like i've i knew a a a lawyer once and i'm like at some point i probably said this to her because i'm a cunt i'm like it's just glorified administrative work there's just a lot more pressure involved because they're giving you a lot more money and if you fuck up big companies might lose money and get in trouble and stuff but none of it's really real what you're actually doing day to day is just piece of paper, sign that, move that over there, send an email. It's what every job is. It's like when I go into a new job, I just think, right, I need to, in the first week, try to hide the fact that I don't know what I'm doing. And by the end of probably the first month, I need to figure out a way to make it look like I know what I'm doing. But I never really will, because ultimately I just, I'm trying to do as little as possible so that I can go home at the end of the day and not have to worry about it. Uh, all jobs are the same. That is very all good. Jobs, I, think, I think that is pretty spot on, apart from if it is like your dream job sort of thing. If it's the one thing you want to yeah. do and you want to, it's a passion and you want to put in the extra time, the extra effort, and you genuinely enjoy doing it, well, that's what they say, don't you? If you enjoy it, you don't work a day in your life sort of thing. Um, and I think that's when it's different. But yeah, I when I started my new... It's not a new job. I started it about seven years ago. Um, when I started that <laughs> job then, I was like... I'm going to have to try and act like I know what I'm doing for a little bit. Be quite a, like big about it so it looks like I'm not afraid and I'm not shy and I, I'm good at everything. Wait a minute, Adam, Tim, would you say there was like five stages to this new job? Yes! <laughs> okay, so stage one. I'm not doing it, fuck. <laughs> I got nervous then. I felt like, time. No, that felt like a new job for me. This is not my job. It's your job to do the five stages. However, I will say that the first one, when you start five new sta- five stages of starting a new job, first part, act like you know what you're doing. That's stage mm-hmm. one. What's stage two? Tim, what's stage two? Oh, it's a, gr- it's a group effort. I've, I've already, well, it's, it's different for each person, but I've already got, I mean, probably stage three, I know for Jay, is it's waitress monitoring. So at this yeah, point in laying, his life, I like to call it. It's. I like to call it laying groundwork. 
No, no, this is what this is what I was gonna say though. Like, it, I I specifically said monitoring at stage three because at this stage in your life, you're like, okay, here are the waitresses. Here's where the problem's gonna be. Avoid that. Back in the day, it might have been right. Shag that one first. <laughs> eventually, get promoted and sack her. Move on to the next one. So on and so on. That's stage three. I don't know what stage two no, is. No, but you said that stage three. I feel like he does that before stage one. That's a pre stage. That's like negative one. Before you even hands that fucking resume in, he's monitoring it. He's just he's just scanning that room. Right, she doesn't speak English. Potential. Potential. She looks like she's got daddy issues. I'll go for her first. For that one. Yeah, that's the golden ticket. I usually it's the golden ticket. Um, Horrible. Yeah. So yeah. So about stage three is where you you know you like I say start laying groundwork. Uh, I don't know what the actual stage two is. The actual stage two, I I guess it's I the think point stage where two is like what like so you you come in act like you know what you're doing, and then I think like I said like it's put on the show. It's it's put on the show. So you come in like, oh yeah, I know I know what I'm talking about. You don't look a dick. Then stage two is actually put the show on where if you paint the picture. No, yeah, nobody questions it. Everyone thinks oh we, they know what they're talking about. Um use some buzzwords. I'm not no, I'm not that guy. I'm not that big of a cunt. I, I cannot do it. I know you <laughs> you would be first one in line for a bit of leadership jargon. No. Won't do it. Refuse to do it. I still don't use the proper um, grammar terms in my lessons sometimes because I think, fuck you, you pretentious bricks. There is no oh, need to call them commas. Oh. <laughs> the half full stops. Just fucking get over it. <laughs> okay. So then stage four, I reckon, is where you get comfortable in the job and you start slacking off and you're like, okay, I've I, I understand, you know, I understand what I can and can't do now. I understand what I can get away with and what people don't monitor so much. Uh, stage stage five is an obvious one then, if, if you're leading on after that. Stage five is, death. am I am I going to stay here forever? What's next? Can I, should I get another job? <laughs> do I really want to stay stage here? Stage five is either getting fired or just quitting just before you get fired. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's different for each of us. <laughs> if if it's Adam, it's challenge challenge the hierarchy and get suspended with pay for a year. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, like you said then though, like get comfortable in it. Mm. I I never felt comfortable. Like I said, I've been in my job for seven years. I think they change the goalposts every year. I've never felt comfortable, and I always think just about getting away with this Com- comfortable like comfortable is a broad term though i think what he means is exactly where you're at right now where it's like oh i'll show up every day i know i know what to do sort of i yeah, i'm you not really in any risk think about it yeah i'm not i'm not in any risk of just getting fired on the spot because i'm dreadful at it but i gosh, yeah. Yeah, i really i don't want to do this but i but this, this is the thing this is the job i have right now so i'll just keep doing this and the money will keep coming in yeah, you can ask. That's, that's what he means by comfortable. You don't have to be happy and comfortable. Yeah, true. 
What I found, yeah, what I found in the last year and a half, maybe two years, I've, I've realised, like, I don't care enough to do all the extra stuff. Like, so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm good enough at my job to get away with it, but I could be really good, but I don't care enough to do that, unfortunately, yeah. which is a bit of a, a bit of a sobering thought, really, but there you go. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know this was supposed to be about Susan Kennedy on Neighbours. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you missed all that bit, Tim, because you, you decided to quit and then you came fucking crawling back, didn't you? <laughs> My wife has just gone totally you shit. I've got no idea why. on another podcast. <laughs> and then you His really Wi-Fi is surprisingly fine now as well. What storyline should we talk about next? Uh, oh, maybe the Lance and Amy storyline. Because that's, it's quite epic, this. Like, throughout most of the podcast, there's been Lance and Amy storylines going on. And we never cover them because they're all fucking shit. They're all the same. Amy's done something to cook old Lance. Lance is throwing a little fissy, fissy fit about it. Uh, Amy's not like that. She's stormed off. And then they reconcile a couple of weeks later. Uh, but this time... So they're split up for good. Amy and Lance are completely split up for good. Uh, and we find Lance in the middle of a field somewhere on a farm, just staring out <laughs> on a farm. And you're like, what's, what's Lance doing here? And then a girl comes up who we later find out to be called Julia. Uh, and it's someone he's had a bit of a fling with in the past, but then kind of fucked off for Amy. So a bit of a kind of, I don't know, a bit of a revenge fuck maybe. I don't know. Uh, but is yeah, this a new but, character, or is this a, just a temporary thing? I don't know. I don't know how mainstream should be. No one's convinced that this girl will be a long stay. Uh, both Toadie and uh, and Joel are like, you're leading her on. You're clearly not interested in her. She's just, you know, you're using her to get over Amy. Uh, mm. But Lance is like, no, I'm fucking all in on this. So he's at the farm, and he's like, why don't you come back to my fucking place and come spend time with me? Uh, so she does. So Julia comes back. Um, they both find, we find out that they're both massive Star Trek fans and Lance has got like a massive Star Trek collection of like all the videos and magazines and all the fucking paraphernalia and collectible shit that you get with Star Trek I don't know I don't really watch Star Trek so I don't know I'm surprised about that <laughs> what would you call so start, people who watch Star Trek are Trekkies what would you call people who are like neighbor super fans Virgins, wankers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel like the neighbors fandom needs a name that isn't offensive. Uh, <laughs> Trekkies has got a good, like Trekkies is a good name. It's got a good ring to it. Like, do you not think like obvious. people who watch Neighbors could be called Neighbors? <laughs> but that would imply that we all live near each other. No, maybe. but not necessarily air, like in an area-wise, but just our way of thinking-wise. Our hearts are all neighbours because we all watch neighbours. Could be. I mean, it'll do for now. We'll come, we'll, until we think of a better one. There you go. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, so, yeah, and, and even Julia's a bit unconvinced about Lance going, are you sure you're over, Amy? And he's like, yeah, I'm definitely over, I'm definitely over. And he's like, 
Mm, really? You sure you did love Do you her? think he is? Nah. He's really trying his best. So it ends up that uh, Amy and... Uh, oh, fucking what's her fucking name? Bill's girlfriend, Anne. Anne. Oh, there you go. Amy and Anne. They're on a little walk somewhere in the park. And for some reason, Lance is pushing Julia on a swing. But like on a kid's swing. No. No, is it the other way around? No, got that wrong. So basically, um, Amy and Anne are both down, so they've gone to the park for a bit of a walk, and then as a bit of a joke, they're supposed to be having a fun day. Um, One of them pushed the other one on a swing because it was supposed to be fun, and that's when Jules, Julia, and Lance are walking through, and they see them on the swings, and Julia says to Lance, "Um, right, you said you were over her, so let's go and have a fucking chat. That's what happened. Yeah, and they have an awkward chat. Uh, but yeah, Lance is really trying his best. He's like, oh, you look really well, Amy. Uh, but shocked him, shock horror, Amy isn't okay at all because she's fucking pregnant. Ooh. She is full on pregnant. Uh, and the guy called Damien is the father. Now, I've heard of this guy before, but we've never seen this guy on screen ever. Because Amy's like a... She's like an air hostess now or something. Apparently, he's an air hostess as well. It's like an alternate universe. We've only skipped 40 episodes. It's it's really weird. There's new characters that we'll get to. She's preggers with a different job. He's at a farm. There's fucking all sorts (laughs) going on. It's mental. It is pretty bad. But we never see this guy. So, And we only hear about what's happening in their relationship through Amy telling Anne at different points in the kitchen. So at first, she's like, oh, I'm fucking pregnant. She's like, I'm going to have to go tell. I'm going out for a meal with Damien tonight. I'm going to have to tell him then. And then it like cuts the next morning and and, like Amy comes back to the kitchen table and I was like, oh, how did it go last night? Did you tell him? She's like, no, I didn't. He fucking proposed to me. And she's like, what? Where the fuck has that come from? She's like, I have no fucking idea. She's like, did you say you were pregnant? She's like, no, I didn't fucking say anything because at that point I feel like you'd be just proposing me to because I'm pregnant. And then she's like, oh, you're going to... It made no sense this to me. Like... She was like saying, oh, I just want, like, you'd just be doing it for the baby and all that. He doesn't know about the baby. You've not told him you've, you're having one. He has proposed to you just off his own, just done it. Off his own so back. he obviously wants to be with you. But then she starts saying, oh, but then he wants me, but he won't want the baby. Um, it, it sounds like fucking shambles. And all the time, why didn't we see her conversation with him at the coffee shop? I'm starting to think there is no Damien. It's, she's made him up. Ooh, that'd be that'd be really good. That'd be a fucking amazing twist if that happens. That'd be really fucking good. Cause yeah, you're right. We never see this thing guy at all. He's just a friend. He's just someone who works there. Um, so she goes back the next night and she's like, "I'm gonna tell him I'm pregnant tonight." Uh, but she doesn't, and she turns down his marriage proposal at the same time. Uh, so she has a. So again, Think she's actually that. pregnant. Yeah, but I think it's Lance's. Do you? I think it's Lance's, yeah. That's my that's my hot theory. Have you ever proposed to a pregnant waitress? Seems like it's something you do. Uh, no. Me? <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> Put that in the sitcom. <laughs> uh, so, so when Amy's crying to, to Anne, there's a lot of tissues on the table, Adam. I don't know how you felt about this, but there was a ridiculous amount of tissues on the table. Didn't notice them. 
as you know, I did. There, there was literally, no word of a lie, 25 tissues on this table. He's counted them. Tw- there's 25 tissues. I don't think you can cry enough that to justify using 25 tissues without getting severely dehydrated. What's your record for when you've cried? How many tissues have you used? Of when I've cried? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I imagine 25 the other time is perfectly yeah. acceptable. <laughs> that's, a slow, that's a slow Tuesday evening. <laughs> I imagine you've used about 15 just while this podcast's been on. Uh, well yeah i don't think yeah i don't think yeah i'd I'd love it if damien didn't exist but i do think the father is lance and i think that's why he's trying to push so he's he went back you know that he went back one more time and then regretted it felt probably felt awful about it because amy treats him horribly and this is have you ever done that yeah we all have we all have you said it before adam what? Did you never look back? Yeah, but then I ought... Women. Yeah, but you just said you go back one more time and then regret it. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the time. Yeah, you, you always go All the time. All the time. <laughs> you just want to... Well, you don't regret it because sometimes you go, you, you go back and then you go, yeah, I've made the right decision here. That's, it, it, just, it just puts a rubber stamp on your decision that you've already made. And you go, yeah, well, I know now. There's no lingering doubts in your mind. You know, it's it's official. It was a mistake, and you, it brings you a nice bit of peace, if I'm honest. God, and, hell. and and I'll I'll probably leave at some point tomorrow morning. the jeans back on. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, if the jeans go back on, I'll just get off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends how comfy the bed is sometimes. Is your bed comfy, Tim? It looks comfy. It looks comfy from there. My, my bed's ridiculous. I spent too much What's Grace's bed it's like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm cons- I consider this bed an investment. It's ridiculous. You, there's, there's no harm in investing in comfort. If you're going to invest yeah, in something, it, comfort should be. It'll last a long time as well. Exactly. I feel like I need a new bed. Yeah. Do it. Do it now. Do it live on the podcast. Let us let us know what what websites you're looking at as you're scrolling through. Is it the bed or the mattress? Oh, the mattress. Oh, mattress is yeah. New mattress would be better. I can I can recommend some websites to you afterwards, Adam. (laughs) I'm already worried. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be good if we could get like a mattress sponsor for the, the podcast. That'd be nice. Uh, if anybody, any, any mattresses want to sponsor this podcast, we've drifted. Get back to neighbors. <laughs> Some people could listen to the podcast in there. You might help them get off to sleep. Oh, no, might no help it, them get off. Them up, if anything, picks them up, helps them start the day. That'd be wonderful. So, yeah, that's the Amy and Lance shit. Uh, Amy's pregnant, Lance is trying to move on. Uh, we'll see where that goes. Oh, we probably won't I'll actually. <laughs> We might do. We might see what the aftermath of that is. We'll see. Well, it depends if you want me to do some research because maybe I can do some research for because next week is the uh, the season finale. Uh, we've got one more episode in the wilderness. We need to go out big if it's a season finale, though, don't oh, we? Yeah, maybe maybe I do do a bit of research and then we tie up any loose ends. Yeah, but it's got it's got to be clipped. Like it's got to be really short. We, yeah, it won't we be can have a bit of a catch up. 
Like a bit of a catch up and tie things together, but yeah, not just JK story time because that'll kill people. Yeah, no still, one wants Still that. the worst performing episode on there. <laughs> 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 Even worse performing than the Jason one. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jason. Jason, uh, you, can Jason come back for the season two finale? I, um, yeah, I'll reach out to him. I'll reach out to him. Uh, I don't know what we need to let him know he can come back whenever he wants. To be honest, I, he knows that was, that, that, that was a good episode. I've told him that. Jay, that that was it's cri- it was criminal how low that the uh, the list. All right, don't fucking go on about criminal. it. Because that was a fucking good show. And maybe yeah, I, I maybe go I on. didn't speak as much in that one, so I haven't listened to it as many times. That's usually how the listening figures go up. If I think I've, I've had a blinder, I'll listen to that one quite yeah. a lot. I think Grace wouldn't have listened to it many times as well. That's true. Yeah, because, you know, she likes the ones where Tim doesn't really speak much. <laughs> just like that in general as well, to be honest. If he just stays quiet in, in the corner somewhere uh, while she watches her, her, her latest Netflix show or Love Island or whatever it is. <laughs> I'll play Spyro the dragon. Spyro oh, no, it's not the is... roast of Grace. Give her a break. <laughs> Spyro's fucking infuriating, man. I know. Uh, I've watched Peyton play it, and honestly, the amount of see- the amount of times she says "cunt" per minute in that is just ridiculous. <laughs> it looks the most infuriating game, though. To be fair, it's just that a lot of the time it, it's pretty easy going. It's quite easy to play. Uh, there's some challenging things you have to uh, think about a little bit, but it's a kid's game, so it's meant to just be a casual thing. But then there are some things like, this is fucking impossible. Yeah, it's He's... those ones where you've got to run down the arrows. Yeah. And then you have yeah. to run somewhere backwards and do like yeah. a massive 90-degree turn left yeah. on this very small island. Exactly. No so fucker can figure out how to do that. No. There's, no, there's no child figuring that out. I have to follow YouTube tutorials just to figure out how to do it. <laughs> That's what Peyton has to do as well. <laughs> then it takes you know, me days just to do it. Some of it's you need pathetic. to take jobs with a bit more responsibility. Because <laughs> this is ridiculous. I've got all kinds of jobs on GTA 5. That's, that's where I'm comfortable. <laughs> Wasting away my hours. Fucking, ugh. Anyway. <laughs> Doing that, was it the grind, they call it? The grind on these games. Yeah. You just grind for virtual money. Anywho, um, next storyline I should talk about. Should we talk about Bill and Anne? Because these two are fucking pissing me off. <laughs> Honestly. So, right. So, Tim, what do you? What are most Bill and Anne storylines? What do you think from not watching the TV show but just listening to these conversations? What are the majority of Bill and Anne storylines? I feel like they're a bit whingy teenagers. They are massive, whingy teenagers, and one of them is always fucking off somewhere. And this yeah. time, it's Bill deciding he's going to fuck off. We've had Anne fuck off. We had Bill fuck off. We've had Anne fuck off. We've had Bill fuck off. It's just this fucking merry-go-round of one of they them. They need to both off. just fuck off, don't they? They did. Did they fucking want to be together or not? Honestly, it's really pissing me off now. Like, they, they want to be together, yet... The second one of them gets a sniff of a job opportunity or a fucking uni course, they're fucking off. They're like, yeah, I'm see you. I'm off for six months. See you later. And it's the same old shit. So one of them will fuck off and then they'll regret it a week later or sometimes the same fucking day. They're like, oh, I missed you too much. I'm back. 
I love you. I don't ever want to leave again. Oh, that's funny because I've just had a job offer. It's the same fucking thing all the time. See, we were talking about, if you're on the Patreon, you'll hear us talking about some of our ideas for our TV show. And I said, like, the, the guy getting the girl is a big money spinner. That's That's got to go in at some point. It's, it's always goes down well. It's like neighbours are trying to do that, the will they won't the storyline, but completely got it wrong. It's yeah. it's just shit. It's carrying it on for no reason. It could have been sorted. Neither of the characters are, are very likable anymore. Um, they should have been interested. with each other. They've got too many outside interests to be with each other. They've got too many things out that they're interested in outside of their, their own relationship. That their own their own relationship is not going to. Tim's microphone just fell there. Uh, Sorry, we caught it. So well done. Great reactions, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> they should not be together. They should just fuck off. They should just go the separate ways and just blow up. Uh, do you think they will, or do you think we're on this this merry-go-round no. a little while longer? No, they'll fucking they'll end up happily after ever together somehow. Even though Carl at some point does call happily them happily after ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He hasn't even realised. Carry on. No. <laughs> Carl at one point does describe them as a doomed couple because Carl and Susan are talking about it. Oh, when they leave Susan and hate him on a job. Um, and he's like, fucking hell. Carl's like, fuck me. Like Carl, fucking hypocritical bastard. I, yeah. He's so unlikable. How has he lasted so long? He is funny, though. He has got some good comedic timing. Also, he has a fucking epic dressing gown as well in this. Did you did you, you know that Adam is a fucking Are great? You, he spends. Have money you got a dressing gown? Yeah, of course I have. Is there a built-in cowboy hat? Uh, I think it's on the back of the door. Do you want to put it on for you? Yeah. Yeah. I do. This will be this will be good for the podcast. It's it's a, it's a Marvel one. Uh, but yeah, here we go. It's, uh... It looks like it's inside out. Oh no! Well, it's one that is a reversible one, so I can have it black this way, or I can have it this way. But I figured that like the outside black bit is softer and nicer, so I have that on the inside. So you don't like it black then? Uh, no, I prefer the comfort. All about comfort. Spend a bit of money on the comfort. This exactly. is exactly exactly. So here we so go. So do you wear that just about about the house then? Just when you're nothing underneath it, just... relaxing. Uh, usually just while I'm making coffee and stuff in the morning. Just uh, for when he's making coffee. Yeah, this is coffee making dressing gown. <laughs> what specific time to wear a dressing gown? He finishes making the coffee, sits down to drink it, takes the dressing gown off because that's its job is done. Yeah, <laughs> we can't. It's definitely completed its task. And just sits there, stark bollock naked, sipping his coffee on the sofa. Ready for the next cup. <laughs> JK in this in the TV show would definitely wear a dressing gown and he would get some shit in an episode for the dressing gown. Yeah, definitely. Um, but then in that episode, in that episode, he spends for some reason, don't know why, the whole episode is spent in the dressing gown. No, I don't like spending too long in the dressing gown because it feels a bit slovenly. So yeah, you know, it's it's what you put on in the morning, go downstairs, make your coffee on. Funny about make sure the kids have got a packed lunch and blah blah blah, and just kind of make sure we're set for the day, and then I'll head back upstairs with said coffee, and then yeah, I'll get changed, and then off we go. You wanks, all the twenty-five tissues. Yeah, 
there we go. Yeah, it feels weird wearing this now, to be honest, but I'm going with it now. <laughs> but I'm going to lean into it and leave it out anyway. <laughs> Still attracts less comments than uh, than the waistcoat. Uh, yeah, so that's Bill and Ann. Uh, the only other one I wanted to talk about was Joel. There's a final storyline of the, of the night uh, or of the day, depending on when you listen to this podcast. Uh, you could be in your dressing gown listening to this, who knows? If you are, let us know. Tweet us at uh, Watch Neighbor. Let us know if you're, drink, if you're in your dressing gown. But Joel's got a new girlfriend, uh, a lady called Dion, uh, who is more commonly known as D in Neighbors. Uh, he ends up becoming a massive fucking character in Neighbors. D Bliss. Big, big D. Dion Bliss. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's currently dating Joel. Uh, but she didn't think she was dating Joel originally. She she did originally think she was dating an Argentinian man called Jose. <laughs> because gonna, Joel, go on. No, no, yeah. Because Joel was trying to impress her and thought he wasn't impressive enough. Being, you know, he won a triathlon once and retired at the top. So he's the best. He's the triathlon. He's the best ever triathlon that's ever lived. Um, he didn't think triathlete. I, triathlete. Yeah, no. I was just waiting. For you. <laughs> I, I actually just paused for you. The correct one. <laughs> so he's the best we'll, we'll come back to happily after ever in a bit. Carry on. <laughs> uh, but he didn't think that was impressive enough. Uh, so he pretended to be an Argentinian man called Jose. Uh, right. So I know we don't do research anymore, but I didn't understand this bit when I watched it. So I was like, How, why is he pretending he's Argentinian? That seems a bit weird. So I looked it up. He didn't just pretend he was an Argentinian man. He... he pretended to be an Argentinian soccer player <laughs> called Jose <laughs> and Toadie was his um, lawyer slash associate and they went, met a, a double date with Dee Bliss and her friend and they were trying to be all glitzy glamoury. I haven't seen any of it so I don't know if he put an accent on. I'd, I, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Um, and then the girl, like, Dee pretended she was a model and she, the girlfriend was a assistant or something. And because they knew they were arsing about because it was probably a terrible, terrible Argentinian accent. And then the girls left the boys with the bill. Ha, 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 ha. Hilarity. And then they end up meeting up again, realise she quite likes him because he's a pretty good-looking guy, isn't he, Joel? And he is, his, and he is a triathlon, so he's, he'd probably be a pretty good catch. <laughs> He is. <laughs> he is a triathlon. <laughs> so that's what that was about. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you should change your Twitter profile, Jay. I don't know if you're on Twitter anymore, but if you are, you should change your profile to I'm a triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on Twitter anymore, not personally, just just to watch Navy stuff. Uh, I was a celebrity waiter on Twitter at one point. That is still that's that is my ceiling. We talked about, you know where I go from here before. Um, celebrity Famous. Before. That, that's that's the only promotion you'll take from, yeah. from where you are. As I from said before, here to fame. Celebrity chefs are 10 a fucking penny these days. Not many celebrity waiters around, though. There's a crack in that one, market. You would say. There's Not one. one. <laughs> fucking this trailblazer. Guy. This guy. Although there is there is that guy you like pour salt down his forearm. No, he's a chef, though. He, he does the meat as well. He actually cooks the meat. And is like, he though? I mean, there, there are so many different versions of that guy. He's just a character. 
character character if if he's out on the floor putting salt on stuff and chopping it up in front of people fuck that guy he's not you could be a tapanyaki chef Nah, he's got to yeah, be right no. down to qualify. I will write your order down on a notepad and you will pay me. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to be a proper waiter, you need to just remember the order, don't you? Could you, could, could you do, like, on the side, could you just hire yourself out? Like, if, like, people are having pre-drinks before they go out-out, could you be available for hire to, like, take the pre-drinks orders? Yeah, bring them from the mate. kitchen to the dining room or the living room with could you do a bit of that i mean i don't mean one of those those ten a penny waiters with the asses hanging out i mean a proper just regular waiter with a fucking notepad who just does some ordering for him could you absolutely. do that yeah absolutely I'd, I'd go around before and i'd see what's in their fridge see what they've got say right okay this is the drinks menu you've got <laughs> you've got half this a of stupid uh, some pineapple juice, a couple of bottles of Budweiser, uh, and a bottle and some of fruit shoots and some fruit shoots. Yeah, <laughs> can I take your order, please? That'd be but so good back, because then, be like, and they'd be like, "Oh, I'll have a fruit shoot," and I'm like, "Orange or blackcurrant?" And they'd be like, "Whoa, chicken or fish?" Yeah, match match the fruit shoot with whatever takeaway they're having, and then because <laughs> it's a ball like in it sometimes, going from one room to another to get a drink. In your house, it's fucking annoying. You could, you're bridging the gap there. Exactly. There's, there's a market for it, and I am, <laughs> I am triathlon, and I am celebrity waiter, uh, and I am the ho- the host of this podcast, uh, and I am going to thank you, Adam, and you, Tim, for what being on this podcast with me. <laughs> You've been great friends. We've watched some great neighbours. See you later.